0: episode two of season one featured one of our highest rated films so far Halloween
1: yes okay Halloween the the OG Halloween nothing better
0: (laughs) and on this episode I figured season uh, season two episode two of of this so why don't we just keep it Halloween and you mentioned Halloween ends so this week we're talking about the 2022 hit (laughs) Halloween (laughs) ends
1: come on let's go get me motherfucker
0: (laughs) yeah i i saw the the expression when i said hit like you mentioned it last week and you're like oh let's do something more current because we haven't done anything like this current ever and obviously halloween is it's past now but you wanted to do Halloween ends.
1: Sure. It's still Halloween season. Ash. Uh, it's, it's Halloween until Thanksgiving. So it's fine. It's just like how it's like Christmas starting in September. So we're still good. We're still right. relevant. And, and for our,
0: our Canadian listeners, their Halloween is different or their Thanksgiving rather is different. Oh, oh
1: yeah. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Halloween's different. Holy shit. Could we're actually imagine? celebrating Halloween right now. <laughs> <laughs> It's very topical. <laughs>
0: yeah, very topical. So we tried to keep this movie as topical as possible. Um, <laughs> we, we both loved the first one. We were just all over that movie. That movie was just such a hit. And we talked about like the simplicity of it. Uh, we talked about how well it moved, how it was short and sweet. Do you think that it, it, this movie has any, any elements of the original, of what you loved about the original?
1: I don't see a single... <laughs> excuse me <laughs> he's, he's so fired up <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm getting a little <laughs> choked up now let me cry for a second um yeah there's i i actually have that in my notes here like i thought it would have been great look this is marketed as like halloween ends as like the end of michael myers the whatever of course we all know that there's no way that that's true there would be another halloween movie after this not that it leaves it open or anything but someone will reimagine it or whatever but um but but it's at least marketed as like, this is the end of Halloween. So like I was thinking, why the hell would you not kind of bookend that like in a nice way, have some nice callbacks uh, maybe at least with, with the script and the blocking or something, but there, there's absolutely nothing that I noticed that uh, takes it back to that original Halloween movie.
0: Yeah. It's the, the original Halloween is a completely different monster. It's uh-huh. so to speak. Right. <laughs> It's, it's slow, it's methodical, and I mean, you've got to make these movies for a new generation of horror fans, mm-hmm. ones who are more or less trained to just, all they want to see is killing and then slashing, and that was Halloween Kills, that was the one before this, this is mm-hmm. Halloween Ends, kind of ballsy yeah. with the title. <laughs> yeah, Very.
1: <laughs> it, yeah, since you said that, like, I think that now at this point in time, you, you obviously can't have something like the original Halloween because audiences were so accepting then to something brand new and to something without a lot of backstory or, or anything. Now you have to have so much backstory. You have to explain every little detail. You have to sit there and make sure that there's not a single plot hole that anybody can point out. Um, Whereas like in 78, that kind of thing didn't matter as much. No one cared. People weren't uh, poking holes in in this stuff. Everybody wasn't a critic at that point. So it was just entertainment. It was fun. Mm -hmm. It was whatever, uh, look at something like uh nightmare on elm street on uh, of course that evolved over time um of, of friday the 13th of child's play some of those franchise horror movies they just kind of make the same movie over and over again and and, and the audience is accepting of that they yeah. like that um they like the format and and kind of i can't say that they did that necessarily with halloween but you have installments that are just the same thing rehashed um and they're they're better than the, uh, than the, than the huge swings that some of the other ones take. So, so I don't know. It's, it's hard to do something like that now, but um, do you give this movie any points for taking chances?
0: uh, I guess. at, At all, like there's some big swings and some misses in this film.
1: I really want to, I actually have that in my notes here. I was, I really wanted to, because you take this, you take something like Halloween resurrection, Mm-hmm. Where they where they did try something very different in Resurrection. I, I from what I remember, it's been a long time since I saw that one, but they tried to do like a like a reality show like type of thing with it, like found yeah, footage that, or something like that. Um, yeah, that
0: was the era of like the the how the the horror movie slasher remakes mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. everything was targeted at a teenage audience, and then it's the that that live reality. You're right, that different take on it.
1: Yeah, um, and and I actually I actually like that. Um, I'm not saying it's a good movie. I mean, it has <laughs> no one bust, it has Buster Rhymes in it, so it's not great. But um, but but they tried something and they tried something different. Just like Halloween does that. Go back to season of the witch um, mm-hmm. and go back to what John Carpenter said from the beginning. He kind of wanted to do like an anthology thing. That was that was going to be the point of Halloween moving forward. They messed up when they made Halloween too. Not saying that I don't like Halloween 2, because I do, but at that point, from, from that moment on, everyone expected to see Michael Myers. So anytime, if they weren't going to see Michael Myers, or they weren't going to see that same format, they're going to be upset about it. Yeah. Now, uh, myself included, so I, I can't, I mean, I love Season of the Witch, but, but just without seeing that straightforward uh, slasher format or whatever that yeah. they had going on.
0: Seeing um, yeah. Halloween without Michael Myers, I know exactly what you mean because a lot of what I've, I've talked to other people about this movie who have seen it, uh, what I've read online is that people don't like the lack of Michael Myers in this film.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's not until like at least an hour into the movie where we get our first glimpse of Michael and what he where he's been over the last four years since Halloween Kills. So does that kind of put a sour taste, in you think, in people's mouth?
1: I'm sure for, for people it does. I like to think that that didn't have any effect on, on what I think of the movie or anything like that. Um, But, but at the same time, I I hate to talk out of both sides of my mouth because (laughs) I, I do truly feel like, yeah, we've got to be spoon fed all of this exposition and and what's going on and and deal with plot holes and stuff like that. But I just, it's really hard to get past a a, a presence like Michael Myers, like the shape there, who's uh, throughout all 13 of these movies so far has been or or 12 before this has been like pretty like invincible and and everything else. Mm -hmm. And now he's like a decrepit, like old man living in a sewer. Like why? Like what, (laughs) what changed? What, what made that different? Halloween, uh, kills didn't, uh, do anything towards the end of that movie that made you feel like that was the path he was going to go down. So, so I do feel like we're missing something a little important there and and I feel like in this day and age, you can't leave that open and expect the audience to just accept that.
0: Do you think that's the fault of the filmmakers like David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, like the Danny McBride, who is like sheer comedy actor? Do you think it's, <laughs> it's their fault that this movie kind of took a different path? Or do you think this would have been different in the hands of another director or writer combo?
1: I think that it comes down to that initial script and and look, I will be a hundred percent honest with you. I don't. I, I didn't read much about the development of this, other than I know that they had planned a trilogy and they wanted to film these two back to back, like Halloween uh, Kills and Halloween Ends. But they ended up not doing that for for whatever reason, something to do with the pandemic, I think. Mm-hmm. But the story just how do you fit Corey into, into the world of Michael Myers? Like how do you, how do you have that in the front seat and Michael Myers in the back seat and try to wrap up all of Halloween while you're focusing on a brand new character, right? It it really does seem like they had two different scripts and they married them together.
0: Okay. Yeah. Because it's a drastic kind of, you're right. You don't, when you, when I watch Halloween kills, which I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a fan of that movie. I'll say it now, whatever, even if we don't talk about it long (laughs) in the long run. Mm-hmm. i'm kind of a fan about how it kind of dives into the lore of michael myers we've seen this this done before the lore of michael myers the method behind him the reason he's a, a killer an invincible force of nature almost we mm-hmm. see this in rob zombies halloween 2 we see it in halloween uh five we see it in halloween six and we see it in halloween kills it's it's just it's tried to be done so many times and i do think as the apologist and a like i there's never bad Halloween <laughs> in my, in my <laughs> opinion. And, and I do think that this is the best attempt at going deeper into the lore or the legend of Michael Myers, if that makes sense.
1: No, that totally makes sense. And, and it also, it, it, it makes you think what do we want out of this? Um, What is the general movie going audience or streaming audience or whatever it is now um want out of this? Because we certainly can't have 13 movies of Michael Myers, just appearing on Halloween day, walking around killing people. And, and that's the end. Like we have yeah. to expand that universe. Some that would just get boring. I Absolutely. agree with that. But the second that you, Go somewhere different with that. It's there's a complaint there. There was, God, I can't remember the name of the cult, but there's I think it was Halloween five or six. Yeah, with with the cult. Okay, the cult of Thorn. Yeah, Thorn. That That was wild. That's that's universally hated. Like everyone Uh hates that. Uh, Obviously, season of the witch right now is coming into its own. People are, are saying they like it again as like a cult classic and stuff. But but for a long time that was absolutely hated. Everyone hated that movie. Um, uh h2o as well as uh resurgence um there people don't like those movies um i think if you take something like the two rob zombie movies into account um i I don't know i I feel like they're more middle of the road i feel like you can see positive and negative in it If if you look at reviews or whatever
0: yeah
1: um I personally didn't like the take. I think it's way too much Rob zombie and not enough of, of the legend of Michael Myers. Um, but but I'm going to feel that way about any Rob zombie project. He puts way too much of himself in it. We're not here to talk about that one, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but, but of course I had to get that in there, but, um, it's like anytime you expand it at all, anytime you do something the slightest bit different, um, there's a lot of complaints about that. So, so I'm not sure what we want. Like, I'm not sure what, our need. I think everybody's (laughs) like
0: everybody's mindset around the legend of Michael Myers and what makes him a super power. And we talked about this in the first Halloween is that we don't know. Mm-hmm. It's never asked, it's never answered. We just kind of have to make it up ourselves. And then when we see these representations, like uh we you mentioned the, the cult of Thorn, mm-hmm. uh, how they it's like the man in black, and there's this big cult that puts a curse on Michael Myers, he has to kill, kill his family. I think that's still along the same yeah. storyline. They kill uh-huh. his family. Absolutely insane. Uh <laughs> it goes off the rails. So obviously people didn't like that stuff. And then Rob Zombie tries to do it with the white horse and his mother talking to him in visions. People hated that as well. hmm and this one I think was more of like a, a combination of copycat killer, but like passing the torch to another person, another character like Corey Cunningham. His name is even like an alliteration, Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think of the attempts they've had at diving into the subject matter,
1: this is probably the best version of that. Um, I think that it's, it's really hard to tell. Um. It- this does seem cheapened in a way to me, um, that, that something like, uh, even, even the cult of of Thorn like (laughs) that, that works for me, um, in a weird way. It it is campy. Um, this doesn't have so much of the camp as something like that, but even, even, uh, resurrection, (laughs) resurrection, my God, I'm stumbling there. Um, (laughs) even resurrection, uh, like I like I said at the top, like I actually do appreciate that take. I know it's completely a product of its time, sure. Um, but I think being able to look back at something like that is it, it still kind of holds up. It's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I don't know that the the ending of of Michael Myers here or what we pursue. Pr- man I'm, I'm i'm just i can't talk what today. we perceive <laughs> yes yeah, sorry um of of the ending of michael myers is him passing the torch to somebody else but yet that person doesn't even survive like their first night in that or role? do they well, well true true i mean <laughs> there's obviously a way to come back but um yeah Yeah, I mean, you you know,
0: and even the producers of this movie—they said Jason Blum himself confirmed that there will be more films, Mm -hmm. but the rights their their turn with the rights at Michael Myers and the Halloween franchise goes back to the old producer, okay, who doesn't exactly have the greatest track record. (laughs) Um, So it's 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 obviously it's clear, like you know Michael Myers, but it's almost like a temporary ending. The same way yeah. Halloween H2O was a temporary ending for the franchise until uh-huh. someone gets their chance at rebooting it. It's this is like a it's almost like a perpetual cycle. So you got to like pick your favorite ending for Michael Myers almost.
1: Yeah, exactly. You're, you're completely right about that. I think that look, I like this ending here. At least um, I can't say that I'm the hugest fan of the, the Corey stuff. Um, I okay. think it could have worked if they focused a little more or, or sorry, a lot more on Michael Myers and, and a, a lot less on Corey, but still had it in there. I think there's a way to make that work. Sure. I don't think that that translated on screen at all. I don't think that that did work. I think what we got was 75% Corey, 25% Michael Myers. Um, and of that 25%, you also have that last battle with Laurie and then his death. So there's not enough of him here for this to be a Halloween movie. Now, with that being said, you were just talking about how they don't have the rights anymore, mm-hmm. but there will be more movies. Well, of course they're going to do something. Um, if they can't call it Halloween or whatever, they I don't know, but they do something where they have Corey come back, and now he's the Michael Myers of of their franchise or whatever, sure. and and they make it work. But the the thing uh, again, the thing that I don't like about it, we just know too much about him now. Like that's what yeah. made Michael Myers cool and. Yeah. Now we know all this stuff about Corey and why he is who he is.
0: It's the mystery. The fact that we never hear Michael's voice. We hardly, if ever see his face. And that's one big Uh drawback I have that takes points away from this movie is that there's a lot of Michael's face shots. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of anti that ironically. And I know some people listening to this will be like, well, in the first movie, they show his face in full. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know I get it fine. But the first movie (laughs) is an exception because it's like paramount paramount halloween so yeah that there's a couple things in there um and i think you're right i think that uh if if we do bring back Corey, the mystery of michael myers is kind of gone and all you have is just some some generic serial <laughs> serial killer and it kind of makes the movie too real and that loses its supernatural uh feeling for it
1: yeah, exactly. How do you get from, from point A to point B with Corey? Now, we didn't have anything explained about Michael Myers at first. We don't know why he was a superhuman. He just was. We didn't have to answer that question until later on, and then they were able to to write around that or whatever. But how do you do that with Corey? How do you have Corey get shot five times in the face and then jump back up? Like sure. You can't do that again. There's There's nothing there's nothing there he didn't pass on the torch in that way he didn't pass on any superpower to him that we know of
0: right the best defense i've heard from this movie is that it's it's not in in a sense the passing of the torch but it's the the term the boogeyman Mm -hmm. and this movie takes place four years after michael myers kind of disappears after halloween kills gets the shit kicked out of him and we see at the beginning of this movie, Corey is instantly vilified for accidentally accidental manslaughter. I think they call it Mm -hmm. and he almost becomes Haddonfield's new boogeyman. Now my, my defense of this movie is that this movie is about Corey and his slip into darkness and becoming the new boogeyman and almost in a way becoming possessed and becoming the new Michael Myers. Now this might not sit well for other people, but I, I was a fan of the unraveling of Corey Cunningham. I actually really enjoyed watching his slip into, um, into almost insanity and him snapping after he meets Michael Myers and seeing what evil can do to somebody. So that was the best defense I've, I've read about this movie. And I don't know if you can even,
1: it's always great to hear somebody else's perspective. Um, it's, I, I love reading things. Um, Trying to dig deeper into movies and stuff like that that I didn't maybe quite understand or connect with. Definitely not a disagreement. I didn't see that in there. Um, okay. It Corey in a way seems so two dimensional to me. Um, from the second that he's on screen, his his whole persona and everything is just like here's a guy who's going to crack. He's going to get, he's going to get a bunch of shit and then he's going to, he's going to explode. That I felt like that was spoon fed from the beginning. We take some of the characters around him Mm -hmm. and, and here's where I'll bring in some of my notes uh, just to kind of go through them too. But um, from the very beginning, we have the kid that he's babysitting, Jeremy, we took these characters, Jeremy. um, And, and we said, Okay, he's a small child. There's not a lot we can do with him in this script, obviously. He's just sure, here sure. as a pawn for um for Corey to uh, accidentally kill <laughs> whatever, <Sure. Yeah. laughs> whatever he's here for. Um, but but the one trait that we got about Jeremy is a bratty little kid. Sure. He's he's really bratty, it's very exaggerated. It's it's a little much, in my opinion. Um, again, like we we had to spoon feed that there. Um look, whenever Corey accidentally kills Jeremy whenever he he busts open that door and and Jeremy flips over the staircase and I liked that death that was a good death not to say Mm -hmm. that I ever like to watch a child die on screen but (laughs) well you understand what I mean it was was something slasher yeah
0: it's something Um, that's new to the Halloween franchise because you don't sure they don't really, they venture away from that stuff usually. And and he Absolutely. makes a point
1: of saying that, that
0: Michael Myers doesn't kill children. He only kills mm-hmm. babysitters.
1: <laughs> yes. So, so that was a good note in there, but I, I do, I like that death. I think the lead up was a little weird. It was a little too tense for the situation. Um, Very tense. Like they, they could have played it a little more straight, sure. um, but that's what, that's where I'm going to get into to some things that I really just don't like that didn't work here for me. And okay. that is this whole new breed of, of horror that we have to go through where, that seemed like a uh midsummer a uh, a hereditary type of approach to me that death scene it was so um dry so in your face so shock for shock value um it just wasn't typical in a slasher not to say that that's not okay right. but they just did something so different here that borrowed from from somewhere very strange in my opinion yeah to put into this movie
0: yeah to compare this movie to to, to movies like midsumar and and uh hereditary it's it, there are two different types of horror movies uh-huh and you're right it when i first watched the movie i i have re-watched it since i i, I had that idea but I just i don't think I could connect the dots like that mm-hmm. to 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 make that the catalyst of the movie I just kind of saw it as Oh no, this is just another victim of senseless violence in, in the city of Haddonfield, mm-hmm. um, which seems to be a pattern here. So um, do I think it was distasteful? No, uh, <laughs> Not I didn't really. enjoy watching it. Of course it made mm-hmm. me uncomfortable as sure. I think that that's what horror movies are, are made to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it checked the box. Um, so yeah, I, I like that you're going through what didn't work for you. What else didn't
1: work for you? Well, uh, Okay, so look, we've got a, a few beginnings here. Sure, I know Halloween, the seventy-eight movie, begins with Michael uh, killing his sister and everything, and then and then it it kind of soft begins with that, and then it begins. So this did the same thing. It kind of soft starts, shows us that little glimpse of what happened and then and then it really starts so i do like that it bookended that way i think that was a nice like transition they did and everything okay. i just as i said a moment ago uh, the <laughs> the borrowing from that whole hereditary universe sure. or whatever was a little much but um as far as things not working look we get that soft start then we go into it we've got this narration from laurie um i don't mind that kind of thing it's it's great for exposition it's a clever way to write sometimes this was this was TV show level. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. It was, and it didn't come up enough for it to work. Um, And it didn't say anything to make it work. It just repeated things that we already know. Um, Look, if you're watching this movie and you don't know that stuff, then why are you watching this movie? Go back and watch the the movies before it, before you sit down to watch Halloween ends. Um, But (laughs) if you're starting with Halloween ends, (laughs) maybe don't. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but it seemed like that's what it was there for. It seemed like it was there for not for a catch up but for like a tell all. Hey, you haven't seen any of this. So here's, here's how this is going to go. Yeah. It almost reminded me of, I don't know if you've ever read or seen, I know we're a little bit older than the demographic this is for, but, but something like diary of a wimpy kid where they, or, or some of those, uh, I don't know, middle school or high school, younger, younger shows where they're kind of like, uh, here's what I did on my summer vacation. Yeah. Like <laughs> dear you know, diary. Kind of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it does that. And it just okay. didn't work. Um, and I also felt like if that's what they were going to go for, then, then let's buy in, let's do it. Uh, let's make it come up throughout the film and, in, in, in important parts or whatever. Sure. Um, and it just didn't. It kind of it, it it was at the it, soft it just, open and it was kind of at the end. Like, yeah, I have that
0: I was gonna wait till what's aged the worst in this mm-hmm. movie, brand new movie. <laughs> how do you possibly age? But something that, that doesn't age well in movies, and it's it's really hit or miss. And there's only like a few screen uh screenwriters or directors that can really pull it off successfully. And I I know one is Scorsese, and I know how you feel, <laughs> but that's another conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's really hard because you have to have that 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 exposition dump in the way of the voiceover have some meaning, and you're right in in explaining the last two movies. That's not the screenwriter's job to explain the last two movies. It's your job as a viewer to go and watch those two movies prior. And if you're yeah. so far gone out of out of Halloween that you need to know the backstory of Michael Myers and what's happened up to this point, I just feel like that was a complete waste and and complete filler.
1: Yeah, it it seemed odd and out of place. I can't lie. Mm, and then little. and then they did it also with some footage. There's footage from the oh, original yeah, Halloween was... throughout this. And and what the hell is that for? It doesn't fit. It doesn't make any sense. I, I get it. It's supposed to be uh Laurie's, uh memories or whatever. It just didn't translate well. It didn't work. It was odd and clunky and out of place. Yeah, yeah exactly. Very it felt like it felt like this was filmed for television. Um so so there's that there's the uh also <laughs> again the what we have with with the radio announcer i think his name was Willie. Oh, was it willy the kid was really, that was something, that something was? like
0: that sounds okay yeah. i think
1: i think Willie the kid i'm gonna go with that whether it's that or not that's what i'm going with um he kind of did the same thing he uh, look his was a little more subtle uh didn't have as much information but You know, it talked about Michael Myers, talked about Halloween, talked about the town, whatever. Um, My question (laughs) is,
0: why do we have to do that in every single Halloween movie?
1: Why is that a vital (laughs) part of every single Halloween movie? We need to stop doing that. (laughs) Yeah, I think that they could really take some of what something like uh, Friday the 13th franchise did and and just throw you in there. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. It, it works um it works in a slasher i'm not saying let's make the same movie over and over again but but it just seemed to work um <laughs>
0: it's, it's because they i feel like they, they they think they're telling the story of inception
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not
0: it's a slasher movie you don't have layers and layers and this movie had almost too many layers to be honest with you a lot of characters a lot of reasons for those characters to be there uh a lot of reasons why characters did different things and there's a lot of like almost sub meaning i don't know if, if you were able to i was trying to decipher because i know sometimes certain screenwriters will put oh you know that this character is this and it's like role reversal like him mm-hmm. mess- mm-hmm. and i looked for that but i tr- i couldn't decipher what the message was they were trying to make with this movie and i think maybe and it doesn't excuse the exposition because it doesn't help this movie but they could have used that exposition to maybe explain well it, it, Lori Laurie Strode is slipping into darkness. Corey is, yada yada. Don't don't just recap Halloween kills.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was there was no need for it. There was no okay. need to recap Halloween kills whatsoever. Um there's something and and look, this is probably the thing that bothered me the most. I don't know how you feel about this if it mm-hmm. even made it into your notes or or was a blip on your radar or not, but the overly aggressive uh cussing for lack of a better term i don't care i cuss obviously cussing in movies doesn't bother me (laughs) the slightest bit but it seems so out of place whenever you have random things like uh laurie yelling fuck about the pie she's so upset that she burnt the pie uh dr mathis is so angry about the getting the goddamn sterile kit and and then (laughs) we've got the scene where uh (laughs) Lori says, uh, rip off your shirt and show grief, your fucking tits. Like uh, who wrote this shit? I mean, I get it. Danny McBride (laughs) probably had some kind of hand in in helping with the, with the dialogue here. Jesus Christ. Um, it's bad. And and I feel like maybe the wrong thing was taken from those Rob zombie movies because that's the complaint I have about the Rob zombie thing. Um, with any of Rob zombie stuff, Uh, uh, maybe other than the, I don't know, pg-13 uh monsters or adam family oh, thing so that he's doing now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but look it's it's fine it's a part of our dialogue i get that i grew sure. up in a generation where everybody cussed all the time and it was cool or whatever and, and i'm fine with that it doesn't bother me it just seems forced and out of place um to to have them talk this way to have those that group of seniors come up to Corey at the gas station and talk to him the way they do to have lori want to show grief her fucking tits like it's just it's odd like it's clunky and yeah. it's weird and it's odd
0: it, it is a couple things and i'm glad you brought up those kids and uh, a lot of these things in this movie a lot of role reversal um it's it's lori f- going after michael this time a lot of a couple things we may get to And I like how it's the art students that are bullying the Mm -hmm. student instead of the jock bullying the art student. Sure. (laughs) In some weird, weird universe where this, this movie exists in the timeline. I like that they kind of switch it up a little bit, make it feel fresh and not stale. Um, And as as far, as far as the (laughs) swearing. Yeah. Do it, do it tastefully though.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's a way, there's a way, um, Mm -hmm. Uh, again, it doesn't. Who am I to critique how somebody talks? I'm not. But that's just not the Lori Strode that we know from, not at from all. Halloween. Um, and that's so. That's what different. I haven't.
0: <laughs> what didn't work was that Lori Strode, in a sense, in this movie alone, was more obnoxious than she's ever been.
1: Sure. I, I, um, she, I was, she was not weird. Good. She was different. She was. Uh, what was with all the do it, kill me, and and stuff like that? That's yeah. just. Who is she? What is yeah. going on? I get that she's fed up. Um, I get that she's tired of dealing with this. But she just doesn't give up like that. That's not her. That's not her character. Um, right. I'm I'm really happy that you wanted to elaborate a little bit more on those kids. Are they? I think from what I remember, they're in band. Maybe is that was that? Yeah, one okay. one
0: walks around twirling a, a drumstick at one point. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay.
1: So they're like band geeks for lack of uh, better. I guess. So, yeah, you could say um, that. <laughs> sure. So, so. This is another thing that that really bothers me about this movie, especially the the scene where they throw Corey from the bridge. Um, yes. Okay, for one, I, I have like a an amalgamation here of, of different things that this did for me. Okay. Them throwing them throwing Corey from that bridge just it seemed like a scene from like a Captain Planet cartoon. I was just waiting for like captain planet or somebody to like fly by and pick him up and hold them. Like it just <laughs> didn't, it didn't seem like it seemed so cartoon. It seems so Saturday morning. Um, it, it, it was, it was odd to me. And yep. then the, it's it's one of those like picking or bullying scenes that I've seen mm-hmm. a billion times. Yes.
0: Yeah. Just switch the rules. So yes, the characters did become stale reversed or not.
1: Yeah. It was, it was too cliche for that. Mm-hmm, and then, very On top of that, the whole senior gang or band geeks or whatever, they're like, they're so underdeveloped. You had an opportunity to develop them a little bit. Uh, There was definitely room for that um, to give them some character, to give them a little bit of nuance, to give them something but all we did was have three assholes. And then one girl who for some odd reason seems to not want them to do shitty things, but she's hanging out with them and jumping (laughs) in the car nonstop. So that makes no sense whatsoever. But what it, what it really, really reminded me of was, I don't know if you're, if you've seen the uh, Stephen King, uh, I believe it was straight to TV in the nineties, but Uh, sometimes they come back. Have you ever seen that or read that story? No,
0: Definitely not.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, sometimes they come back is just the exact same thing as that it's, it's like a dude getting bullied, but it's in the fifties. They're like, it's a group of greasers that's bullying the kids. And then they all die along with the kids. And then, then they come back and it's just, it's the exact same characters. It's the exact same thing. They, except there's like two girls other than that's the same exact thing. And it's just, it's so underdeveloped. Um, Would you give it points if the writers did that intentionally? There's a question.
0: <laughs> Would it give you more respect for that if they <laughs> dove deep into 90s TV?
1: <laughs> um, I No, because it doesn't work in that either. It, okay. It's bad. Um, okay. It's just bad writing right
0: i get it i i looked to this movie and there was a couple scenes where i'm like hey cut cut those ones cut that scene out um but some of them have homages to the old halloween films Mm -hmm. and what i wanted to to see if you noticed any did you have any like favorite references to the old movies or maybe something you saw like oh that's halloween three or halloween five halloween resurrection that stuck out with you in this movie when you watched it I'll, I'll i'll mention <laughs> a couple of top of my head <laughs> it's tough it, right it, the the biggest one of the font from each movie in the original timeline is in these movies okay um halloween three the font was blue cursive like that and then the same as this one uh and then laurie lunging out of the closet at michael instead mm-hmm. of michael attacking her in the closet some some good reference some good callbacks I, I don't know i just i i'm a sucker for that stuff if you put it in a movie it's not that I'm going to love the movie, but I'm going to love. Oh, that it's it's that Leonardo DiCaprio meme, you know, when he's sitting from Once Upon oh, a yeah. Time in Hollywood. That was me a lot, and I liked that the filmmakers um, for, did that. And I think the biggest takeaway from what worked in this movie for me is that that they did that.
1: Yeah, that tying it back in, sure. back around to that Halloween universe that we're all uh, huge fans of, that we're all comfortable with. That yeah. that works. Um, I get that. I have no problem with that kind of thing. I I think that that's, yeah, I agree. It's very beneficial to some people might call it fan service-y. I like that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I I can't say that there's much here other than what you called out. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. I didn't even notice that stuff. So um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's some in here. I, I would, I would hate to say that I don't feel like the, uh, screenwriters, you know, we're big fans of Halloween. I feel like they are. I feel like sure. they wanted to do a good job and they they wanted to um, make a good movie and, and a good installment in the Halloween franchise. Uh, and obviously we'll talk about whether we think they did or not, but... Um, but yeah, it, I, I didn't notice any of those things. If okay. that answers your question. No, no problem. It's <laughs> it's
0: it's like those deep cut references that mm-hmm. maybe I'm sure there's things you notice in movies that I'm like well, I, right over my head. I don't get it. <laughs> so before we go to awards uh, box office, this is number 29 this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, not making a ton of movies. It's one of those movies that came out streaming and theatrical release same time. hmm. Uh, so it's it's kind of impressive that this makes $102 dollars on a budget of twenty million uh, in the age of home releases. It's, Was it
1: only a twenty million dollar budget? Wow.
0: Yeah, um, it's. It, I mean, I guess if you go back and, and watching it, some of the special effects, it doesn't. It's it's a lot of practical stuff, sure, which I imagine saves them a bunch of money. So, yeah, number twenty nine this year. Uh, tough competition with the likes of Top Gun, <laughs> Top Gun <Well>. Maverick.
1: <laughs> That's the uh, the darling of 2022 for some reason
0: so yeah I haven't seen it yet ironically
1: <laughs> yeah, likewise
0: there was a theory. I read real quick I'm gonna run this by you and see how, how sure. stupid you think this is. <laughs> this theory says that the events of the last three movies is just that Michael Myers wants to go home and look out the window in his sister's room. That's it and the only reason he's doing this is because the town of Haddonfield is getting in his way. He, he just can't me. go up
1: to that room and look out the window. That's it. What because he's fuck? someone either, either lives live in, in the end.
0: house. <laughs> in Halloween Kills, someone lived in the house. So they, they would have stopped him from doing that.
1: Look, that, I don't hate it because it is a theory um, with some motivation. Um, uh, other than that, we don't have anything.
0: <laughs> no, right. It's, I like the simplistic idea of it. And I'm going to go back and rewatch the trilogy as with that in mind and see maybe maybe that's true. Maybe it's that simple as to why How he does would you it have
1: felt if, okay. So somebody, so the rights go back to the original studio you said, or the original, the, yeah, um, the producer, producer of Mal, okay. Malika Cod I think was his name. Okay. So, so he commissions a script and he says, look, this is what we're doing for this one. I just need the house to be vacant. And then I need Michael Myers to reassemble himself from the, uh, whatever, whatever the, the hell. He was. <laughs> yeah. The mulcher. And, uh, And then he's just going to climb up those stairs and go into that bedroom, and then that's the end of the movie. It's we're done. Nothing stands in his way. Everything's good. It's a happy ending. You know Um, where you'll find
0: that that short and sweet film, Mm
1: -hmm. Quibi. (laughs) (laughs) Please, only on Quibi. Twelve minute, yeah. Halloween, (laughs) Halloween (laughs) fourteen. I I like it. Um, I would be a fan of that. I'm I'm down with that. Yeah, I I do like that. I like that. That's that's um, that's a nice little theory that I honestly
0: like <laughs> it, it'll be playing in the back of your mind if you ever rewatch sure, these eh? yeah. uh best scene <laughs> I, i'm really curious to see what you you chose out of this one's best scene
1: ever. this it, this was really really hard to for awards for me okay. um i don't want to sit here and, and just hate on the movie um it it did it did uh work in in a sense so um the best scene for me was the scene where we just got halloween slasher where the salvage yard where um where cory takes he, apart he, those kids
0: <laughs> and it's very true michael myers fashion
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's it, it, you're right i th- I liked i liked that and i thought oh, man it's it's a bummer that we're we only got half an hour left in this movie and and we're just getting into the thick of the slasher now Mm -hmm. i suppose if you need more slasher you can go watch back and watch halloween kills which is the sole (laughs) purpose of that movie is to watch the kills um but yeah you're right it it uh that that scene was absolutely (laughs) loved it Mm -hmm. creepy eerie uh, sad you know Corey goes absolutely apeshit and his own father eats eats it right so yep
1: yep his (laughs) his stepfather i think and then also stepfather yes yeah and and then we have the one girl who's supposed to be the the sympathetic one or whatever who I mean she gets what she's got a gate on top of her and he just steps on her um I mean there's some pretty yeah. horrific kills in there and it's that that's what we want out of Halloween that's you want those extreme extravagant kills just like you know they're pinning up uh with with the knife on the wall and everything that's that's what you want out of Halloween it's it's uh, I like that. The, there's yes, a Halloween there was, reference. There's definitely an homage to that. That's right. There I forgot about that one. I forgot which character was killed, but yes. Um, yeah, uh, I, I like that scene a lot. I think that they did an outstanding job in that scene. Um, if if there was more like that, I'd have a lot more positive things to say about this movie. It's, Not just it. saying that we need a bunch of kills, but but that's the, the passion with hair. the payoff. <laughs> it's the payoff of Corey slipping,
0: finally getting the mask and going nuts. Mm-hmm. that's the payoff we wanted i i agree it's, it's absolutely solid scene uh my choices were meeting michael myers in the sewer mm-hmm. kind of seeing where he's been what he's been up to um he stumbles on him in a way it's almost like it's calling to him in the sewer it was kind of kind of odd that he mm-hmm. ends up in the sewer but um no, it's it's definitely cool to see a weaker Michael Myers. And I thought this is absolutely pretty, pretty neat because it's not something I can recall seeing in a Halloween movie mm-hmm. where Michael Myers is decrepit, his left side is all destroyed from the beating he suffered in the prequel in the movie before. Um, so that that was you know one of my favorites. And then the sacrifice, it was almost like a cult-like sacrifice, and maybe this was a little homage to to Halloween six with the curse of thorn. And he brings the cop, I think his name was Doug, into the sewer for Michael to kill mm-hmm. And then Michael is reinvigorated. And I liked I think I liked the theory that Michael gets his his energy or his his life force from killing. And we mm-hmm. see that directly here on screen
1: for like the first time almost, yeah. And you would kind of have to think, obviously, he has to get it from from something like that. Um, how do you have somebody like Michael Myers down there hiding in the sewers for however long this has been four years or whatever? Um, what is he eating? What is he doing? I mean, of course it's Michael Myers. So hopefully he's just down there like eating live rats and stuff With like that. Very strict diet. But, um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, once he, once he does kill, he's, he's kind of back in action. He's back. Michael Myers. Um, yeah. He's not just limping around in that sewer there anymore. So it's the fear almost is back
0: because Michael Myers is back, mm-hmm. and I thought, wow, what a, what a, a short but sweet scene, and uh, it just really invigorates, and it's it makes the payoff of waiting to see him on an hour to see him on screen, mm-hmm. um, which is a ballsy move for the from the the people who made this movie uh, Very- to wait an hour, <laughs> but um, it's never a bad thing to have to wait for the bad guy. I don't know. I guess it depends who you ask. You might have
1: a different opinion on that. (laughs) I don't think that that's necessarily the bad thing. I I don't think that that's what, what fails here. I think there is a way to do that again. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going back to the fact that we spent so much time, uh, invested in Corey, um, where, where I don't think that it needed to be. I think maybe you do that towards the end. Um, whatever there's i think there's a different way to do that and i think that for someone like me and for a lot of the just general movie going audience that's where it's going to fail for them that's where they're going to be upset because Mm -hmm. they they came to see michael myers they didn't come to see uh, the new michael myers or or a copycat killer or whatever it becomes
0: like a romance movie in Mm -hmm. the first yes the (laughs) twisted dark romance movie uh in the first over half of the movie um Mm -hmm. But yeah, I can see why people on my second rewatch, I remember okay, this scene again, they're riding on the bike again, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're they're flirting with each other again. And it's it does become repetitive, especially for an hour into the movie where mm-hmm. you're just like, This is the only time I just want to see Michael Myers. Just throw him up there. Yep. You know, <laughs> keeping up with the Myers, that's it. <laughs> what uh what was the worst scene in this one? I mean, you go, go through all of them. I want to know which ones really, <laughs> really stuck out as so
1: bad that you almost couldn't watch. Well, look, to be honest with you, it's, it's really, there's a lot of drawn out scenes here. There's a lot mm. of scenes that I, I do feel like they could have trimmed the fat on. They didn't need, um they didn't need to, to put that in for any reason, but I'm okay with that. Movies come with that. Um, there's not a perfect movie out there sure. that, it doesn't have anything that can be trimmed away from it or, or or whatever to at least somebody's opinion. But what really didn't work for me here was every time we had a really underdeveloped character, undeveloped characters or whatever. So number one, the band geeks, the the seniors, um, anytime they were on screen, I hated it. I didn't want to see yeah. them. I hated them. I not only did I hate them because they were so underdeveloped and, and just shitty people and whatever they also looked stupid they also looked like they wouldn't hang out together for one um and they i have a thing with names i've explained that on this before um no joke i I was just gonna ask you somebody billy that drives me crazy (laughs) billy's not a name we're in 2022 his name is billy
0: Honestly, there was somebody else had a a, a name. I'm like, okay, hey, that's not a horror movie name. That's like a sound of music <laughs> name.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. There's a few in here, but but Billy. I mean, come on. How th- that's that's when I feel like, look, you just got lazy because Nathan would have been a better name. Anything you could have sure. came up with anything that's just not so boringly generic and 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 back from the '60s, '70s, '80s, whatever. Billy's not a name anymore no one names their kid Bill Billy Billium whatever <laughs> no, <I know. laughs> uh- it's, it's just, it feels like lazy writing. It feels like, Hey, here it, it, honestly, it feels like maybe it was a placeholder and they were like, Hey, we never got a chance to develop these characters or anything. So who cares what their names are? Let's just shove them out there and throw them in the script.
0: Maybe there's just like a a mindset of, ah, oh, you're just going to kill these characters off. So why mm-hmm. get people attached to them? I sure. think that's far from, from true. I think that's a terrible thing to do. Mm-hmm. To kill off characters, make us attached to characters. Even if you're going to kill them off, mm-hmm. don't just, but yeah, the, the cliche, you know, just shitty asshole teenage kids just being assholes is it's it's such a formulaic move, and I can see where you're coming from. That was mine. What about yours? Whoa, <laughs> we're seeing okay. Uh the kitchen fight at the end. Oh wow, I... okay. The money shot. Yeah, it's the money shot, okay. but how many times have we mm-hmm. seen the money shot? Um michael 13, and laurie now <laughs> they fight each other every time uh-huh. um and this scene wasn't it was there was a couple cool things um mostly the, the knitting needle which was a callback to the original mm-hmm. uh, halloween which is kind of just like who has a, a, a knitting needle in their in their kitchen is beyond yep. me i don't know to each their own um the fight was a little bit uh, underwhelming, and I think it's because we've seen it before. We saw it at the end of Halloween 1, Michael versus Laurie. Michael wins, escapes. Uh, We've seen it in Halloween Resurrection. We've Mm -hmm. seen it in Halloween H2O when he's trapped against against the, uh, what's it called? The the ambulance there, and she cuts his head off with an axe. So, again, it's the repetition. Repetition breeds contempt, and I think that Um, I was just a little underwhelmed. Would I have liked to see maybe Allison take him on and kill him?
1: That could have been cool. a different take here.
0: A different take, a different character. Maybe it was Hawkins comes in, saves the day somehow. I I don't know, but it just becomes a little stale. And that's where my biggest beef was.
1: Uh, Can I throw something at you with that? Um, Sorry to interrupt. I I, I have to. You just, you (laughs) sparked something in my mind and I've got to get it out there now. (laughs) So, so look, we don't want the same thing over and over again. We've already explained that before. Um, We also don't want to vary too far from the path that we're on because it it makes it weird and and people don't like that. Um, But, but how about this? So we already know whatever they do to Michael Myers here, if it's just another human or whatever, uh, killing him, ripping him apart, throwing him through a shredder, uh, burning him alive, decapitating him, whatever, he's just gonna be alive in the next movie and come back yeah. up, whatever. So how fucking cool and weird would it have been if they pulled in like another like movie slasher or somebody to just look? You got Jason come in with the axe or something <laughs> and just just tear him apart. You've got a uh, Ash from evil dead with the chainsaw arm, just cut him in half. You've got Freddie come like yeah. uh, Michael Myers is drifting in and out of consciousness and, and Freddie enters his, his dream um, or something like that. Maybe the floor just opens up from hell and, and Satan comes out and, and brings Michael Myers back down. I feel look, to be honest with you, I know this all sounds campy and stupid and I get that, but I truly feel like if you wanted Halloween to end right there, That's what you needed. You need something really extravagant because Laurie killing Michael means shit. Like it means absolutely nothing. We already know he's getting back up. And at the very least five years from now, there'll be another movie four (laughs) times
0: after it's like the boy who cried wolf. If you tell me Uh he's going to kill him again, I'm like, okay, sure. Okay. Show me on TV again. Mm -hmm. You're right. You need to go crazy. And I think, Honestly, I'm all for it. If they want to go absolutely nuts and start getting rights from other guys and I'm not saying to the the poor quality or poor taste of like Freddy versus Jason which in its own <laughs> right was campy but good, it's fun. Yes, yes. It's 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 <laughs> out of the box. I think that would be okay and I think I'm at that point with Halloween. I've been watching these movies since I was 13 years old. I'd be okay if they did that and whereas you know you tell 20 year old me like hey jason Voorhees shows up and it fights michael myers i like, that's so dumb man no one's gonna watch that <laughs> we're at that point now and i think watching this kitchen scene as much as i love halloween and michael myers and the lore and laurie strode and yada yada i just think it's the stalest part of the the, the series and i'm glad i hate to say this but i'm glad halloween ends is almost the end of laurie strode's story mm-hmm you know and and i'm okay with it moving on cutting ties and moving on i think it's it's time
1: i mean we hope you hope because you hope in 5 years from now you don't see uh halloween 14 opening up with uh great great grandmother lori strode like sitting in a rocking chair with uh <laughs> With the mask, she's got the mask on her yeah. lap. And Something, yeah. Uh, because, yeah. look, if she's still alive when the next movie comes out, that's what's happening.
0: So, If if she's still alive and
1: Michael Myers comes back, then you know who the problem is here? It's Lori Strode. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that, that they tried to allude to that in this movie several times. She yeah. is the problem here. She's antagonizing him. She's. <laughs> they, they did address that a couple times, I noticed. I, yeah, exactly. Um, How did you feel about that? I, look, I don't like it, but I do appreciate that take. I appreciate the fact that this has been going on for so long in this town that maybe people are getting fed up and they're like, look, this wouldn't be happening if you didn't keep doing what you were doing here. If you didn't have yeah. such a, this weird vendetta against him or you weren't around for him to chase Um it becomes like the uh, the uh, Wile E. Coyote and, and Roadrunner thing. Like, <laughs> would, would this be happening if there was if one of them was out of the picture? Probably not. Like, it'd probably be a better situation for everybody.
0: <laughs> yes. but no. Great, great analogy. I never really put the two and two together. And, but yeah, four times is the charm. That's it. Time to move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite character or actor in this in this movie? Um, it's so easy to say Michael Myers obviously but yeah, I, was, if you're not, I was
1: excited to hear yours so if you're not into
0: like decrepit old burnt face long haired like moldy old guys <laughs> in masks then michael myers this version of michael myers was intense i think i i hate to say this but i enjoyed the michael myers and halloween kills a little bit more mm-hmm. um because in, in halloween kills right off the bat it's the the opening scene is you, you see michael myers run and you never see that yeah. I've never seen Michael Myers run at somebody like that. And you don't get that in here. He's weak. He's decrepit. I did like that. I did like that. It was different, but I can't say for that reason, Michael Myers is my favorite part of this movie. I personally really liked Corey in this movie. I liked okay. him that maybe if you cut this movie in half, you make a one hour film. It's, it's a Corey Cunningham movie and mm-hmm. you just leave Michael out completely. The kid convinced me this actor who's I've never seen in a thing before this convinced me like that. He was actually sliding down this path into Michael Myers shoes. So I think for that reason, that's why I'm cho- choosing Corey Cunningham.
1: This was the question that that I had to pose to myself whenever I, I thought, how am I going to answer this? Um, how do you pick a favorite when, when no one in the entire movie is likable? Um, this is true. There's, there's nobody likable. There's no one to relate to. Um, Jeremy sucked. Jeremy's parents <laughs> suck. Corey and Allison both suck. Dr. Mathis sucks. Lori sucks in this movie, at least the senior gang sucks bad. The homeless man sucked. Allison ex ex-boyf- Allison's ex-boyfriend sucked. Uh, DJ Willie, the kid sucked. Michael sucked. Um, and who doesn't <laughs> suck? Like everyone in this movie sucks with the exception of, I liked Frank Hawkins a little bit. Uh-huh. So <laughs> he was he's the most human, in this.
0: the most human, the most emotion of any character. You're right. That was mm-hmm. a positive character in this movie it wasn't just gloom and doom for Hawkins
1: yeah he he gave me that little tiny bit of uh, of uh, I don't know he, he held his head up a little high he was like he was doing things he's like look I'm I'm learning Japanese I'm I, I'm trying to play <laughs> guitar like I'm not just gonna sit here and be a victim yeah. like everybody else um, I'm I'm doing something with my life and if you want to go on that journey with me then cool um, and then ultimately uh, she does because he's the, the best part of this movie. I think
0: comes out to consistency too. I mean, <laughs> he is kind of like this optimistic good guy cop mm-hmm. from the very beginning of the, yeah. the trilogy. Right. So yep. I, I can, I can see why it's a good choice. Abstract, <laughs> but good. I like it. Small, <laughs> well, <hey>. small
1: part. <laughs> very.
0: <laughs> uh, it's tough to say recasting. I mean, who do you recast in this movie?
1: Look, I've only got even- one. Um, I, I didn't want to mess with Corey or Michael or, or Laurie Strode or anything like that. Right. Um, I would like to see that really underdeveloped uh, band of geeks, the the high school senior gang, um, recast by the cast of Full House. I think- think that that would have made it a lot better you get uh, mary kate nashley in there and it's just like they can be little assholes look it would have been a lot cooler
0: i think the if if you if you do that and then the massacre scene at the junkyard (laughs) is almost unwatchable i'm crying i'm I'm
1: shedding tears you're you're way more emotionally invested at that point
0: that's fair because we have what how many 13 seasons of full house to to connect with these characters you're right there you go it goes back to your character development important people when you watch a movie if you're listening to this when you watch a movie character development is number one thing absolutely uh what's aged the best uh the score halloween it's basically the anthem of halloween it's it's oh, yeah. if i had a theme song it would be the halloween score to be honest Um, <laughs> uh, they get a little bit more electronic a little heavier a little more distortion i guess i mean i'm not a music guy but the simplicity of the old one it's still you still get hints of it in these in these movies um, which is my favorite thing from these movies i almost watch them just for the sound the songs the music um, which really stands out to me what what yeah age I,
1: I-, I love the the score to to any halloween um it's such a cool simple score that john carpenter came up with there i actually uh, me and a friend used to run like a D and D campaign. And like, that's what we would be playing while we were playing D and D. We would sweet. just put the, go on YouTube and put uh, Halloween or different John Carpenter stuff on just because it's just so cool sounding. It just sounds great. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm, I'm kind of with you. Mine's mine runs parallel with yours. What's aged the best um, in this particular movie. I think that that opening, um, not with any of the humans, but that Halloween opening with the pumpkins and everything. Mm. I think that age is great. I really like that a lot. I love their take on it this time. I love how the the pumpkin is coming out of the other pumpkin in, in one of the instances and everything. I think that that was a really cool beginning credits.
0: It's different. Instead of just a pumpkin, like you know, crushing or or mm-hmm. inflating, it's it's different. And I almost like watch it the second time, and you watch how one pumpkin kind of morphs into another. Mm -hmm. It's almost like how evil morphs from from Michael to Corey and then back into Michael. And then at some points you can argue like Lori is the evil of Haddonfield. And this Mm -hmm. all while this pumpkin is telling the story of of evil changing shape, Mm -hmm. which she Mm -hmm. says uh, she goes on to say at the end of the movie that evil never really dies. It just changes the shape. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was actually good, good, good call. I, I really enjoyed that. But yeah, the music. Oh, man. Little the combination of both. It was so so yes. good. I could watch. I'm gonna look up a YouTube video of just the opening credits of a Halloween movies, and I'm oh, gonna yeah. watch those. I don't just care how long. There. them. <laughs> I will, and, and I'm gonna rank them best to worst. That's what I'm doing.
1: That that's a good mini episode. I like that. <laughs> Ooh, we should do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> What's aged? What ages poorly? Uh, like I said earlier, and and the voiceover expositions just don't. Mm-hmm. They're just terrible. <laughs> I hate seeing them in movies when they're absolutely, utterly pointless
1: yeah um m- look i didn't pick out anything for what's aged poorly i i, I think i've said enough negative stuff about this movie Fair. um uh, it-, it would be hard for me to pick just one out but it- i guess for me um something aging poorly here i think if you go back and watch this movie at some point in the future maybe 20 years or whatever you're gonna see that that what i talked about before with just the overly aggressive dialogue the the griefier tits out kind of thing whatever the hell she says i think that that ages poorly i think that that ages a movie to really not even this time period i think that maybe we're a little far removed from that at this point so i don't even know why it's still being i'd say that's
0: that's something i would (laughs) expect in like a halloween resurrection type Uh
1: uh-huh uh-huh um but but i think that that does age it poorly i think that that's something that that hopefully in the future of filmmaking, whether it be independent or huge budget Hollywood movies or whatever, um, kind of moves beyond that.
0: Absolutely. Uh, where does Nick cage fit in? Um, I think the actor who plays the body of, of Michael Myers is (laughs) is untouchable. I -hmm. think his mannerisms, the way he moves, uh, it's very like it represents the original Halloween from 78. Um, while while upping the intensity for like a new generation of horror, um, so I, I don't think I would put Nicolas Cage in in there. Uh, I would make him uh, share is it Sheriff Hawkins?
1: Yeah, Frank. Hawkins. I think I think yeah.
0: that's I think Nicolas Cage would be my Hawkins. That's okay. where I'm, I'm putting Nicolas Cage.
1: I, I think that that's a fair place to put him. Um, I, I didn't have anybody super no. great for him either. I, I just uh, the homeless man. I, I think he would <laughs> he would have made a great homeless man. Um, a little younger than the one that we get here, but makeup and stuff, yeah, no problem.
0: Now we also talked in some episodes about like a younger Matthew Lillard. Mm-hmm. Do you think he could fit as Corey Cunningham?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, that's right, a level of weird and intensity. Yeah. I think he
0: could pull uh, off. Yeah. <laughs> After Scream it honestly changed my mind. I, I agree definitely. Yeah. Uh what piece of Oh, sorry, most memorable quote. Uh my mine were I just get so excited about all the that boogeyman bullshit. The mm-hmm. one of the nurse says to Allison in the in the hospital. <laughs> I'm the same way. I live by that <laughs> motto.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then uh well this is not true at all but Michael says not this time bitch when she comes at him with the sewing needle in the mm-hmm. kitchen.
1: <laughs> Michael dialogue is always uh top notch. So. Yeah.
0: It's, it's what I imagine he says in his head. It's like, <laughs> she comes at him with a needle. Like, nah, you got me
1: one time. Not this time, bitch. Yeah. Not, not happening. <laughs> Any quotes stand for you? Uh, yeah. I, I talked about some before, um, especially some that I didn't like, I'm not going to try to pick those as most quotable. I do think, and you already touched on it, but the, I believe that the quote is, um, the truth is evil doesn't die. It changes shape. I think that's a good quote, especially for a Halloween movie. I don't love it in the context of this movie, but I I think just as a quote itself pertaining to Halloween, I think it's a good quote and it works. Do you think it
0: pertains to like the fact that they called him the shape in the original Halloween movies? Yeah, absolutely. Kind of. Yeah. I I like that too. That's a good, good call out. And, uh, what piece of movie memorabilia do you keep from this film?
1: I gotta go with, uh, DJ Willie the Kid's tongue, Um, (laughs) with or without the record player. Oh man, I I guess it's got to come with the record player. That's the only way.
0: Damn, (laughs) I agree. I I don't want to pick the mask, but maybe the rusty knife he has down in the sewer with him. Flay up some some sewer rats with that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) make some great sewer rat with that. (laughs) What do you have? I'm just making this up right now. Do you have a, a favorite kill in this in this movie? Best kill, go.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with. Again, I don't know the character's name, but but the one I talked about the before, where she's got that great or or or, uh, or mm-hmm. fence over her face, and he just Corey just steps on her. Um, yep. It seemed so, I don't know, undeserving, but but deserving at the same time. Sure. I, I don't know. I I did like that kill. It was disturbing, but I liked it. <laughs> I,
0: I loved that. To go, it's honestly one one after another with the one you just mentioned, where mm-hmm. she looks at her was it Billy or or the, whatever the kid the bully kid name is, and she looks at him and says, You're dead too, and mm-hmm. then Michael Myers mm-hmm. behind him. he lights up the uh the gas canister in that quick cut almost guy Ritchie fashion, uh mm-hmm. turns on the flamethrower, sparks it, and then lights it and blow torches, and that for me was like, jesus, this is this guy is gone. like he yep. is too far gone at this point. He's sick. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that was my favorite kill of the movie now the tough part is what do we rate this film out of 10 and why all
1: right so uh another hard one this is this is a really hard one to rate i think that um i I talked a lot about what didn't work in this movie for me um i think I talked about a couple of things that did uh i the beginning credits um you talked about the music in the beginning credits uh, all that the the michael myers theme and and everything um that stuff works great that stuff works here um it, it it gets you ready for halloween uh the franchise gets you pumped up for it all of that i do think overall we were kind of let down with some of this i didn't like the borrowing from other movies and stuff. I I feel like there was too much influence from something like the Rob zombie stuff in here. Um, I feel like there was also too much, any influence from something like hereditary or something like that, whether that's what they went for or not is too much in a movie like this. It just doesn't work. Um, So, so I think opening the movie with something like that was a bad choice. Um, I, I do like that they really took a swing here. I like that they went for something completely different like they did with Resurrection. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that the apprentice killer thing works. um, And that's probably because of Corey, because he just seemed out of place in this movie to me. Um, I also, it brought up too many questions. I don't understand why Corey stayed in this town um, after that. Uh, I, I really didn't like the parallel of, of Corey and and Lori getting called out for having a good time or whatever, like how Lori did at the store and and Corey does at the bar and everything. Um, I had a huge problem with the overly aggressive, like dialogue in in certain scenes. Um, I, I really liked some of the music choices here. I think that getting the cramps and the dead Kennedy's on the soundtrack here was really big bonuses and that bar scene where uh, they played Halloween by the dead Kennedys. That was, that was a wonderful musical choice. It really fit here. The cramps, I was a teenage werewolf that the uh, DJ played in one scene, just some great kind of deeper dives of stuff that you don't hear very often that really lends itself well to a soundtrack. Mm -hmm. So I think that that uh, played very well and and, and is typically underused. Um, Then we get back into some of the stuff like the, The scenes with the with the uh senior kids the the group of senior kids at the bridge um and it's just so hard to look past something so underdeveloped like that um we also have some just really oddball stuff in here like the stuff with Corey and his mom um it felt like they really wanted to go something go somewhere with that but it was just so underdeveloped um we we had a scene where Corey's mom slaps him and then kisses him. It looks like they were about to make out. Um yeah. I, I don't know where that was from or, or what that was for. Um and it just wasn't there wasn't anything said about it, and it seemed too odd. Um I also it's really easy for me to complain about something like character names. Uh yeah <laughs> there that I complained about. Um so so all in all, um you take that and then you take how underdeveloped some of it is and how underdeveloped some of the chemistry that's supposed to be important here, like the chemistry between uh, Corey and Allison, And it just feels cheap and it's just, here's two characters uh, that need to get together. So we're just going to make them like one another. And that's what's happening. Mm. But we don't have any reason for that. Um, it just kind of happens. Um, I feel like the characters are a little too old for something like that. Now set this in high school or something and you just have a cute guy and a cute girl who like each other. I'm okay with it, but they're a little too far removed from that for that to work for me. Um, So, so I didn't like that. Uh, But again, all in all here, what I'm going to say is I think that this movie worked as far as it being a movie from start to finish that hit the points that it wanted to hit. Um, It said something, whether I agree with everything that it said or not. And I, for for that reason, I'm going to give it a straight five.
0: Okay. It was a movie.
1: (laughs) It definitely (laughs) was a movie.
0: (laughs) That's uh, some good points in there. And uh, it's always good to hear hear what other people have to say and how they rate these movies. And for me, I'm a sucker for Halloween. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. I'm going to watch it and I'll always watch it over and over again. So I'm not, I'm not going to put that. But, but what I had to ask myself was, where does this movie rank in terms of other Halloween movies?
1: Okay. Like
0: um, it, it's certainly better than Halloween Kills. Uh, it, it, however, it's not as good as Halloween from 2018. Now, what I liked about this movie, I was a big fan of Corey, the character, so mm-hmm. I, I will disagree with you there. Okay. Uh, I did like his acting. I thought it was interesting. Albeit, the character was kind of weird. His slow slip into... Uh, kind of insanity or into michael myers arena uh, was a little long-winded and that Mm -hmm. that can take away some points from a movie especially for the casual viewer viewers who don't know that they don't see this movie as a passing of the torch or a different way of seeing like selling michael myers to a new generation they Mm -hmm. just see it as the end of halloween Mm -hmm. Um, so in terms of those types of movies those passing the torch those deep dives into the lore uh, we talked about thorn we talked about halloween four halloween four is is fun i love that movie it's one of my favorite halloween movies because at the end of it it's jamie lloyd who almost becomes michael myers in the clown costume dr loomis sees her freaks out and then he almost tries to kill her at a point mm-hmm. and what i liked about this movie was i got some of that i felt that from that movie and it's something different that you don't get. Instead of just a slasher where Michael Myers disappears at the end, you get something a little bit deeper. And what I guess doesn't really make sense about this movie is the events of Halloween Kills and how that impacted. And I don't know if that has to do with the writing or if that has to do with the speed of production or the hiccups they encountered uh, over the pandemic, I'm not sure. But the they could have used the second movie to elaborate on this, but instead what we got was what you said, it's characters that are undeveloped underdeveloped it's cliches and under unfortunately those cliches stand out more than some of the other parts of this movie that should shine mm-hmm. like michael myers this is michael myers showcase but he doesn't show up for an hour so i think that does hurt this movie a little bit uh i will say the rewatchability factor for me in this movie uh it's a little bit lower than the other two uh so that hurts it as well i do like the kills and they were they were graphic but not excessive
1: mm-hmm.
0: i mean the most graphic you got was the, either the flame torch mouth or the girl getting her head squished uh so i appreciate that because if i have to look away from the screen or if it's too disgusting i'm i'm not a fan of that i'm not frantic gore porn mm-hmm. uh so for that i'm giving this movie a 6.5 out of 10 hey if you love halloween you'll like it i guess but you're mm-hmm. not as a as a film, like comparing it to other film and and cinema, as Scorsese says, maybe it's not the greatest movie of all time. So Mm -hmm. I I think that's, uh, that sums it up. Is there any other points you wanted to make any other points of contention?
1: No, just, uh, pull out your tits and let grief do something with them. That's, that's all I got. (laughs)
0: That's it. That's wise words. Um, this has been another episode of real good movies. Thank you for listening. Uh, as always, I'm Jer, I'm Dan, and we'll talk to you later.